Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. As always, I'm Dave Drum. We're again joined this week by Will Hutcherson. Uh, if you were with us last week, if you weren't with us last week, go back because uh, what Will and I talked about last week is really the foundation from where we're moving, not just this week, but as we go forward from here. Um, so I just want to make sure you guys have a good understanding. Not that you have to turn us off right now, but go back and listen to it. It'll help make this week a little, uh, make some more sense. Uh, Will, welcome back. Thanks for being here again on drive time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're so welcome. Um, and, uh, for those of you again, who, who missed last week, um, Will is, uh, the founder of, uh, cultivate hope a nonprofit. he is curate, the, hope. <laughs> curate hope oh man i was so close curate hope uh and also the author of scene um scene healing despair and anxiety in kids and teens through the power of connection and right now you might be thinking well i don't have teens or kids um but what I would tell you is what we're talking about in relation to processing feelings and how that's going to allow us to interact with and relate to other people uh, is important. So again, well, Will, welcome back. And uh, I'm excited for where we're taking the conversation we left off with last, last week. Thanks, Dave. And um... Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be here. And you're right. This, you know, scene is written for uh, parents, grandparents, caring adults, mainly for the next generation, because we've been in this mental health crisis. But the principles in scene are not just uh, for kids or just for teens or for young adults. The principles for, for scene are, are principles about our minds and how God wired our minds and how to best connect with people in general, like people in general, how do we connect with people? Um, and the reason why is, you know, kind of to jump off of last week, last week, we talked about this idea that we aren't just a logical mind, but we are also an emotional mind. And yes, our world is a tough world, but our world isn't just a tough world. It's also an emotional world. And, you know, the words of Jesus are, you know, I think about Matthew 22, um, verse 37, when, when he was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied, love the Lord, your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. So Jesus kind of gives us these three components. Another verse, there's kind of four components. But the point is, is that there's more to you than just a physical body. We all believe that if we believe that Jesus, you know, is our Lord and Savior, the hope of heaven is, is a core belief that we're more than a physical body. Then we do know that there's a soul. We know that there's, there's more to us. Well, what is our heart? When the Bible talks about our heart, it's not talking about our physical beating organ that's pumping blood through our veins. Uh, the heart is this right side of our brain. That's what we kind of discussed last week is that there's two sides of your brain. You have the heart side, the emotional right side, and you have your left side, which your logical processing. And here's why this matters. This matters because oftentimes when we're trying to help people who are hurting and we just approach them with logical processing, or we just approach them with, um, with faith, even, or just come right out of it with, Hey, here's a scripture to just do better. We kind of pass right by them. Right. It's like, we're meeting, we're meeting left brain logic with right brain emotion. And, and the point is, is that when we stop and we really look at the model Jesus gave us, 
is Jesus often first met right brain with right brain. He met heart with heart. He saw people, he empathized with them and then led them logically. Right. And then there was a miracle. Then there was action. Then there was, you know, the spoken word, even oftentimes he would end with now stop sinning. You know, he would even give them the logical process, but that was after he connected with the heart and then met an, an actual need too. So, um, so Jesus always very often, at least met right brain with right brain. He met people right where they were, especially when they're hurting. Why does this matter? This matters because we have seen a mental health crisis in our world. Um, like we haven't seen in modern time. In fact, in the last, uh, 10 to 15 years, we've seen suicide rates rise in every demographic specifically for the next generation. It's been alarming. Uh, we've seen suicide rates, um, uh, increase 76% in 15 to 19 year olds, like 76%. Like, let's not let that stat kind of just fly by. That is a huge increase in, in teenagers and young adults, um, getting to a place of hopelessness and that our brains are kind of getting to this place of, of thinking that this is the only answer. Now, this isn't just a teenage problem. And we know that, like, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's suicide rates have increased um, in every demographic, um, but they've, they've increased tremendously in the next generation. Um, we could say the same for anxiety rates of anxiety have increased. Um, depressive symptoms have increased. Like we are under a tremendous amount of pressure. We are the most medicated country in the entire world when it comes to anxiety medicine. So it just, you know, we start to realize like maybe, maybe there's something going on in our culture. And here's what I want to propose. Love the Lord, your God with all of your heart, all of your soul and all of your mind. We have to recognize that there are other components of our, of our being. And just maybe all of this anxiety and all of this pressure is perhaps because there's a part of us, this heart side of us, that is just not being seen or being, as we've talked about last week, that emotional exhale. Um, and this isn't just a philosophical finding, by the way. There's research that shows us that what happens when we experience high anxiety, high despair, our brain kind of detaches, if you will, the logical and the emotional side kind of detach. And there is no logical reasoning. Like sometimes you look at somebody who is experiencing deep despair and you're like, well, don't they just see that they're loved or don't they see that this situation like we, when we're not emotionally activated can logically process very well, but when we're highly emotionally activated, high stress, high cortisol levels, our brain actually kind of changes blood flow. The blood flow goes more to the right side of the brain, prioritizes the fight or flight and decreases logical processing. So with this despairing really creates this emotional detachment and it can be very difficult to logically process when we are in high despair and high anxiety. Here's why this matters though. Cause the cool thing is that research shows us that God wired our brains to respond in a specific way that when we feel seen, when we feel love and empathy in a real powerful way, that the two sides of the brain kind of come back together and it can actually heal our brains and kind of bring the heart and the mind back into sync again. So the emotional stuff that we're feeling can be acknowledged and then kind of logically processed out in terms of what we do with it. 
like we talked about last week, every feeling should be acknowledged, but not every feeling should be acted upon, or it should be acknowledged on the right side of the brain, kind of brought over to the left side of the brain, spoken out or dealt with in a way that's healthy and hopefully moving us in a good direction. Um, so all that to say is that when we allow ourselves to feel seen and we kind of acknowledge our own emotions, it allows us to do it better for other people when people are hurting. So the big question this week I want to ask is when you have a kid in your life or a teenager in your life, young adult, or maybe your wife um, or a significant other, someone that you care about and they're hurting or they're facing high anxiety, because chances are based off of statistics, you're listening to this and somebody around you is facing anxiety. Somebody around you is facing despair. Someone around you is hurting and you want to help them. But oftentimes we don't know what to do. We don't know how to help someone who is maybe thinking about hurting themselves. Sometimes we don't know, um, you know, if we're doing it right. And uh, sometimes we can even feel like in our attempts to help, uh, it just gets rejected and it just not, isn't felt that way. Let me speak to the dads out there. If you have a teenage daughter and you've come in trying to fix the problem with your logical fixing brain, uh, when she is emotionally activated, right brain activated, chances are that didn't get received well. <laughs> um, Dave, you're shaking your head. You're, yeah. You understand, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because we have to first meet right brain with right brain. We have to help our daughters, help our sons, feel seen first before we can lead them logically. Here's the big takeaway. You ready? Yep. I often say this, we have to win the heart before we can lead the mind. Win the heart before you can lead the mind. That's let good. Me, let me give you an example of this. So your daughter comes home. She's upset because she failed her test. Now, what we want to say is you failed your test. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, I told you to study last night. Instead, you were on the snap chippity chat and, you know, you told me you were going to, and you never did. And then you, you know, were taking forever to get ready for bed. And then you jumped on uh, FaceTime with Jan. Uh, no daughter has a kid named Jan, um, but uh, maybe I don't know, but um, you know, and then you did this and then, you know what, you just didn't study. So yeah, you're reaping what you've sown right? That's what we want to say. The problem is right, right brain activated daughter. Who's really upset. Maybe she's even crying that she failed her test. You meet her with logic that doesn't get received. Boom. It's you're missing her. And she feels unseen. She feels like you just don't get it. But what if instead you simply said, Oh, you failed your test. Yeah. I failed my test. Oh, I'm so sorry. You meet her with emotion. And then you empathize with her. You know, if I failed my test, I'd probably feel pretty disappointed. In fact, I, I might even, uh, if I think about it, like I probably would feel pretty, um, maybe just kind of hurt, you know, that I failed my test. Um, a little sad, right? Like yeah, express that. Yeah, I do feel sad. You know, that's how I feel. I feel disappointed. And I'm mad too. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, Like you just let her ex exhale that emotion out. After about 10 minutes, 20 minutes, then you might be able to say, hey, do you think there's anything you could have done differently that could give you a better grade next time? 
right? Like then bring in the logical processing. It might not even be in the same conversation. It might be later on that night or even the next day, right? When the, all the emotional energies kind of come back down to a neutral place, then you can engage the left brain, uh, the logical side. When we choose to do that, here's what we're doing. As dads, we're just simply showing up and we're seeing them. We're showing up and we're seeing them deeper, not just seeing the behavior, not just seeing the, the end result. We're seeing the emotion. We're seeing their heart. And when we see their heart and we allow that heart to be acknowledged and be seen, then we'll have the opportunity to lead their mind. That's good. So your challenge for us this week, our, our takeaway that we like to do each week for, for drive time really has to do with um, in the situation where we're, uh, I'm, I'm wagering that if you're around anybody for the next week, someone along the lines is going to be experiencing emotions. Um, so really your challenge comes down to how do we relate and react to their emotion when we encounter it? Yes. So the big takeaway is this week, try to think when you see somebody who's emotionally activated, meet right brain with right brain, like tell yourself that, okay, wait, I need to meet right brain with right brain. Okay. So when your wife is upset because the, um, I don't know, the bagger put the deli meat in with the raw meat, you know, instead of just being like, it's fine, get over it. You know, instead of logical processing and dismissing, what if you just simply said, Oh, I know that really frustrates you. And just see it, like see, meet the emotion, meet right brain with right brain before you go to logical processing or fixing it. Cause guys, we know we, uh, we always want to just fix it. Yeah. This is a true story. <laughs> so women, if you're watching, uh, we're just wired that way. Uh, so, all right. Um, well then I'm, I'm glad you brought it around as well, because you know, you, you were kind of talking through interacting with a, a teenage daughter as an example, but then you just brought it back to how we interact with our wives uh, because all of these principles that you're talking about, it's not kid specific. It's not only to be used on, on teenagers in crisis or what they perceive as crisis. Uh, it really uh, just has to do with relationships um, if somebody trusts us enough with their emotions, uh, we should respect it enough to, to be able to meet their emotion with that emotional thought process. That's it. Yep. You got it. All right. Well then, uh, uh, will thank you for being here this week. And, and again, thanks for, uh, what's probably going to be a little challenging for us, uh, and, uh, you know, a step to take this week, but gentlemen, please come back again next week. We're going to continue with this conversation. We're going to continue with this thought, thought process on how to continue to apply, uh, this understanding of our own emotions, um, interacting with others, emotions, ultimately for the purpose of really, um, interacting with others the way that we see Jesus interacting with others throughout the Bible. So, Will, thanks for being here. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next week here on Drive Time.